Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Matthew 12, beginning at verse 9. Father, thank you for this privilege that we have tonight to study your word together. We invite the Holy Ghost to be our teacher and guide to enlighten us and instruct us and teach us in the way of life. Father, we expect to be changed from glory to glory and quickened according unto your word that is life to us and health to all of our flesh. And we expect not to be the same again, but to rise up and grow to new levels and heights in him. As we walk, dear Father God, in your spirit, by your spirit, according unto your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Matthew chapter 12. I just want to share with you a few thoughts before we continue ministering unto the Lord because I believe that God wants us all to be well, don't you? Yes, he wants us all to be whole, every single one of us. And in order to achieve that in our lives, we have got to put the Word of God first place. That's right. God's Word is always ultimately first in all of our lives. And we have to keep in the forefront of our mind that God wants us well according to His Word. His Word has been sent to heal us and deliver us from our destructions and afflictions and, and whatever it is that comes against us in life. And so we thank God for His Holy Written Word. And I want to share with you tonight just a few thoughts about how to cooperate with God to receive our healing and to walk in victory. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 12, we have a revelation given to us that is really something that's consistent in the Word of God. And that is, it takes faith and action in order to maintain victory in our lives. It takes consistent faith in action in order to maintain victory in our lives, to receive healing, to walk in health. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 9. And when he was departed thence, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man which had a withered, his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you? that shall have one sheep, and if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a, do than a sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. Then saith he to the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like as the other. I want you to notice faith in action. I want you to notice that the miracle did not take place until the man acted on what Jesus said. Jesus gave the man a task to perform, something to do. And the thing that he asked him to do or required of him seemingly was an impossibility. He stretched forth his hand, the hand that was with it. He could have said, I can't do that, Lord. Can't you see that I'm deformed? Can't you see I was born this way? And there's no possible way that I can do what you want me to do. But I believe he did what he could do. And that is exactly what Jesus said. Stretch forth your hand. In other words, there is action on the part of the believer. Something that we have to do as far as our part is concerned. To cooperate with God to have our healing consummated. Faith in action is one of those things. Doing sometimes seemingly what is contrary to what we should do. But you will notice this is a consistent principle found in the Word of God. 
We see it happening here. Jesus tells this man who had a withered hand to stretch forth his hand. And in the process of doing what he could not do, he cooperated with God and the healing process took place. Look at John's Gospel, chapter 9, and you'll see another verse of Scripture that supports that thought. In John's Gospel, chapter 9, this is the story of the individual who was blind. And, of course, Jesus was questioned as far as the reason behind his blindness or the cause of the blindness. He gave an adequate answer. And then he addressed the individual in verse 6 and said, When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way therefore and washed and came seeing. When did this miracle occur? When Jesus spit on the ground? When he made clay out of the spittle? No. Listen. When he anointed the man's eyes? No. Nothing. When he anointed the man's eyes? No. You know, we could spiritualize that and say when hands were laid upon you and the anointing came on you, it doesn't mean it's going to be an instant process. Right. It didn't instantly take place when Jesus anointed the man's eyes. He anointed the eyes with the clay that he made out of the spittle. But then, once again, he gave the man something to do. Now, you can imagine how difficult it may have been for this individual who could have said, Lord, just open up my eyes now. Why do I have to walk and find, in my, with my blindness, the pool of Siloam? I've got to either find someone to take me, or I've got to grope about in the darkness and try to find it on my own. The man didn't question Jesus. The man just went and did what Jesus told him to do. Right. And no matter what it took, he was going to do exactly what Jesus told him to do. Right. The miracle took place as the man cooperated with Jesus and the Word of God. Amen. It wasn't when Jesus spit. It wasn't when he made the clay. And it even wasn't when the, the eyes were anointed with the clay that he made out of the spittle. It was when the man did... What Jesus told him to do. And they both worked together. It was his faith in action. And that brought the consummation. I want you to see that. It's so important. Now, you can see that consistently throughout the Word of God. In other individuals' lives. He would tell people, take up your bed and walk. Did you hear that? Uh -huh. Take up your bed and walk. He tells the individual to do something that he cannot do. As the individual does his part, and you might say, how can I do what I cannot do? As I said this morning, if it means that everything on the inside of you is so full of God, that the life of God, the resurrection life of God, leaps from within you to make you rise up and your flesh cooperates with your spirit, then that's what it takes. But there's an action here, as you can see. Do something that you cannot do. Cooperate with God. If it hurts to do it, it doesn't matter. Just do it. If you can't find your way and you need someone to help you along the way, then just go ahead. But just do what Jesus told you to do. 
Sounds like something Mary said, whatever he saith unto you, do it. And in the process, you are going to receive your miracle. So, faith in action is an important part to receiving from God. It's consistent in the Scriptures. It is one way that Jesus healed and set captives free. By telling them to do something that they could not do in connection with their healing or their deliverance. There's something else. Number two, when it comes to cooperating with God to receive from Him our healing or deliverance. And you know the text, it's in Isaiah 10, 27. And it talks about the anointing breaking the yoke of bondage or destroying the yoke of bondage. It could be to destroy the yoke of sickness or disease or destroying uh, the powers behind uh, a bondage, an addiction or whatever. And for this reason, we choose to lay hands on people or invite the Spirit of God, just as we did as we were worshiping around this altar. The presence and the power of God is here. And it can manifest itself in specific ways in people's lives as they cooperate with Him. And I really believe that there has to be an action on our part as far as cooperating with God is concerned. In other words, be involved in worshiping God. Be involved in yielding to the Spirit of God. Set something of your spirit in action, in motion. In cooperation with God. And as you do, the fire will fall. And the anointing of God will fall. Or the glory of the Lord will fall upon you. Sometimes we lay hands on the people. And as hands are being laid upon the people, the power of God will come upon them. And sometimes we'll see people uh, fall under the power. We call it being slain in the spirit. And the power of God is actively manifested upon that person's life. The body is being touched by the power of God. Sometimes, even, many times, even in this morning service, someone told me, as I was standing out there and the power of God was present, I felt a fire rise up from my foot and it just went up my leg and it brought deliverance into my life. Sometimes the fire is felt from the top of the head and it flows. It's the anointing of God. It is the glory of God that falls. And then I just began to do something that I could not do before. Or if the pain, for example, was so great I couldn't move my arm or whatever, I just began to do it. And as I began to do it, I felt that fire that is within me. I began to act on what I knew God was doing in my life, and the pain left. Sometimes it's manifested, as one told me, in his lungs. The fire of God, the anointing of God, the glory of God was in manifestation in my lungs. I felt God at work in my body. And we've heard testimony after testimony to this effect, where the power of God was at work. And so what I did was I acknowledged what God was doing. I cooperated with God. I allowed His work to be consummated in my life. And you see, beloved, God is ever willing, ready and able to manifest Himself in such manners. But the thing is, we need to understand these things and learn to cooperate with Him in these things. Now, you might ask, well, why do I have to move my arm if it's full of pain? Why can't I wait till it's totally healed and then move it when there is no pain? You're asking the wrong person. Why did Jesus tell the man to take up your bed and walk? Why did Jesus tell the blind man to find your way and go wash in the pool? Why did Jesus, or why did the prophet tell Elijah to tell Naaman the leper to go dip in the river Jordan seven times? 
cooperation, obedience, man harmonizing with God, man doing his part. And you see, we have to understand this because, beloved, as we allow the Spirit of God to move among us, sometimes He may say do certain things and they may, those things He tells you to do may be out of character, as far out of character with you. He may tell you to shout and your victory will come. He told those people to do that around the walls of Jericho and the walls fell down. And what I'm saying is unless they shouted, the walls would not have fallen. Can you see that? Unless he went and washed, his eyes would have not been restored. Had the man not stretched forth his hand, his hand would not have been made whole. Yes, God's power was present and it was presently at work, but it took cooperation on man's part. You see why your confession is so important? You see why our confession is so important? What we say is so important? Because that is definitely one way that we cooperate with God. If he tells us to say the right things and we don't, then we fail to cooperate with him. And we can grieve his spirit in so doing. Obeying the spirit is also important. In John's gospel, chapter 16, we're told by Jesus that when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he would do certain things. He would guide us into all truth. He would speak to us what he hears of the father. He would show us things to come. When it comes to cooperating with the power of God or the spirit of God, you know, we need to listen to what He is telling us. Because sometimes, you know, you can receive healing just by acting in common sense. This one person was talking about how they suffered from hay fever and sinus condition. And did everything under the sun to try to get relief. And year after year after year after year, they just suffered and suffered and suffered and suffered and suffered and suffered. And suffered. Until one day, they met another person. You see, they were trying everything supernatural to get delivered and set free and all that. They met an individual who said, you know what I did? I suffered from this sinus condition, and et cetera, time and time again. I just, you know, was, was seeking deliverance. And in my heart, I knew that God was speaking and said, I've got to just give up coffee and tea. And that person did and never suffered from it ever again. Now, that was just common sense on the part of the person. This individual heard that and said, you know what? I never thought about it being something as simple as a natural thing to do. We want to spiritualize everything and make it supernatural. And that person just dropped off the, the same thing. And whatever it was, probably the caffeine or whatever, got rid of all that. And they had no sinus condition. No hate fever. Now, you might say, that, will that work for everybody? Well, not necessarily. God knows the makeup of the individual body. This other person actually went to a doctor and said, Would you prescribe something to help dry up my sinuses? And the doctor wrote out a prescription and gave it to the individual. He took it and read it and looked at it. And one time you can actually read what it said. And it said, I prescribe 14 glasses of water a day. I mean, the fellow was irate at first and said, This is ridiculous. I want something to dry up my sinuses and get rid of all this. Can't take it anymore. The fellow, like Naaman, finally mellowed and calmed down and took the prescription, 14 glasses of water daily. It worked. The person was totally delivered. All right. Common sense. Holy Ghost told one individual, add a little bit of salt to your diet and you'll be well. And he did and was. God knows us. 
His spirit knows us. He is speaking to us what he hears of the Father. He may tell you to move your arm that you can't move. He may say take something out of your diet, add something to your diet. And if he does, it's going to benefit you. You see why we have to be open to the Spirit of God and listen to what he has to say to us? Another way of, of uh, cooperating with God is giving a command. Is giving a command. You know, sometimes we just touch the edge of these things and, and we don't fully get ourselves involved in, into them. Sometimes we just act and, and certain things happen and then we think just because we did it one time, all we've got to do is just, you know, just stay the way we are. It'll happen again. And yet that's not always the case. We need to learn how to act on the Word of God when it comes to commanding our bodies to line up. Did you know that? Whatever you demand is your right and privilege will be done, Jesus said. What you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose will be loosed. And we need to learn to cooperate with the Spirit of God at times and give commands to our physical body. You know, sometimes you're going to have to command pain to leave and its cause. God wants to be God. And you might be out there thinking, well, can't we just use one way? You know, really, it's just not that way. I have done... Different things with regard to healing. Sometimes giving a command worked. Sometimes just worshiping God worked. Sometimes the prayer of agreement. Sometimes asking someone to lay their hands on you and having them agree with you. God wants to be God. The thing is, we need to learn the different ways and methods and means whereby He chooses to deliver us and keep us healthy and whole and employ them in our lives. And one way is to give commands. Beloved, success is determined by our cooperating with God. And we need to be ever so sensitive to the Spirit of God, knowing there are various ways whereby God delivers us and sets us free. And we need to seek Him for ourselves to find out exactly what He would have us to do. Giving commands, telling that back to line up to the Word of God. You know, one day I did that, I just sat down, my back was sore, and I did that, sat down, and spoke to it in the name of Jesus, and it worked just like that, and the pain left. Other times, I'll tell you what, it didn't happen that way. Other times, I had to move about. Sometimes, I've actually done things like, you wouldn't think that this is something that you should do. with pain, just took off and said, Now, Father, I believe I'm healed. I'm taking off on a five-mile jog or something like that. You know, you start out and the pain's still there, but praise God, by the time you're back, it's gone. It's cooperating with God, using the different methods or means or ways, commanding your body to line up, commanding your back, commanding the pain to leave your head, commanding the neck to line up, whatever it may be. Well, I remember sometimes, uh, this was years ago, but uh, still I, I, I take a firm stand against this. When I was in high school playing football, I blew up both my knees, and that's not a fun thing to experience. And when we first started basketball way back, this is when we were in the Midland gym. I remember running down the court one day, and all of a sudden my knees swelled up just like you pump some air or water into it. And I could hardly just hobble down, down the court. I just wasn't about to stop, and I spoke to that knee in the name of Jesus, and I commanded it to line up to the Word of God. 
And I said, you've got to be whole in the name of Jesus because of what the Word of God says. And continued on. And you know, by the time the end of the night came, the swelling was down and I was able to continue running up and down that court. Now, once again, you don't do something because someone else did it. You've got to know your God. You've got to know what He is telling you to do. And you also have to know where your faith is at. And what level of faith you're at. But beloved, you know, sometimes if you think this through, it's easier just to go home and say, well, I better rest. Take care of myself. Put the leg up, put ice on it and do all these different things. And, you know, we can actually delay the process. That's right. I mean, that's the natural thing to do, isn't it? Cooperating with God. Finding out what He would have us to do. Acting on it. Acting out your faith. Oh, it's an important part of it. You know, casting out devils also is an important part of faith. And receiving from God. Remember Jesus said, in my name shall they cast out devils. You know there are spirits of infirmity. There are devils that are out there designed to attack human bodies and cause them to be racked with pain, bowed over, bowed over like the woman with the, that had the rheumatoid arthritis or whatever, getting into your joints and stuff like that. For example, even when a person encounters a stroke and the brain is denied oxygen from a you know, blood clot or whatever, and then they say cells of the body, or, or the brain rather, are affected by that, and sometimes there's paralysis, and sometimes there's uh, confusion, or there's, in the person's life, they're left with being disoriented and whatever. You know, you can, you can speak and cast the spirit of death out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that is, there is a spirit involved in something like that, and you can speak to that, and command that thing to leave, and when that spirit leaves... It once again allows the blood to flow to bring the oxygen and restore the cells. We're not saying that it wouldn't take rehabilitation also or therapy. Because, you see, when, when that took place, the, the command wasn't going into the body, causing the arm. There's nothing wrong with the arm. There's nothing wrong with the leg or whatever side of the body that is affected by it. But the signals aren't going forth from the brain. But once the cells begin to restore, you can once again introduce the one to the other. And as you begin to help that person, that's what therapy does. You help that person once again learn to cooperate with the brain as an act of faith too. You're actually having this person do something that he or she cannot do in the natural. But your action behind your faith is what sets these things in motion and allows the life of God to flow into those brain cells. Amen. Many times we would just like to sit back and do nothing and expect God to do it all. Wouldn't that be wonderful if that's how it was? But that is not the case. As a matter of fact, as you see throughout all the scriptures, commands are given. People are told to do things they cannot do. Peter said the same thing uh, to individuals. Paul said the same thing as he said at Lystra. Rise up, take up thy bed and walk. And the man couldn't do that, but he was commanded to do so. Can you see these things? How it's consistent in the scriptures and how people flowed or flowed with or followed the Spirit of God as He led people and told people what to do. And we've got to recognize this also for ourselves. And if we'll do it, beloved, I really believe we'll have greater success in achieving the things that we want from God. 
And when it comes to a situation where you may be out there and saying, well, I have tried and tried and tried and tried and tried and tried again, but it doesn't seem like things are working. My advice to you is don't give up. I encourage you, do not give up. Make certain that you have a bulldog tenacity about you that says, I am not going to give up. You be like the woman with the issue of blood. You talk about faith in action. You talk about doing what you cannot do. You talk about getting out there and violating all the other natural laws, religious laws and all that. It didn't matter to her. She was getting her healing. She was set on getting her healing. She was going to touch the hem of that garment no matter what it would take. And she did. You know her story. And she touched it and she was made every whit whole. But the point is, beloved, there is a part that we have to play in it. If it means just to worship God till your healing is consummated, if it means to keep the switch of faith turned on by saying, yes, He touched me and I am every whit whole. It's like the man who went to wash his eyes in the pool of Siloam. He was anointed with, by, by, the, by God, by Jesus, before he went. And as he went and then washed, then he came seeing. And that period of time that he went from point A to point B to get to the wash was a task that Jesus told him to perform. And in so doing, he came back with a miracle. And very often, that's what God wants us to do. The same thing. Maybe not to go to the pool, but what? To continue saying... I was touched by the power of God. It's at work in me right now and I thank God I have received my deliverance or I've received my healing even though you don't feel any better. Praise God. Cooperating with God for your healing. And as God moves by His Spirit, His Spirit begins to flow in this place. You be open. That's why I say get lost in the Spirit during this time. You be open to what the Spirit of God would have you to do. Yes, amen. You know, sometimes He might just say, hey, have Brother John go lay hands on you right now. To just walk over and have Brother John lay hands on you. Amen. Whatever it is he would tell you to do, do it. Be open to his leading and guidance. Amen. Yes. Let's all stand before the Lord. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.